Hey guys, Lance Erline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. If I won the lottery, I would absolutely quit. Because what? I, I, I don't need. I don't need this. A construction worker for three hours probably works harder than you do for yeah. your three hours. Are you kidding? The mental drain that this is. Ooh. I'm unbodied right now. What is unbodied? That means that I'm not using my body to work. I'm using all my brain power. Unbodied means you have no body. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I don't need one right now. I'm using my head. Yeah. You know your head is part of your body, right? From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Nobody knows. Look at that. I'm time for a break. How about that? How about that, Dill? Take that, Todd. Why are you yelling at Todd? Nice job, Todd. We did it. <laughs> what did he do? I don't want to hear it. All right? Crushed it. We crushed that break. We did. We actually did our job that time. How about that? Well, we actually went early, added promos to give you more time, so we got back right at 8. Why with the promos, promos to, well, because we actually have to. Early? We're supposed to play those to let people know no, we don't what other to. programming not is the on the air. Stupid ones, we don't have to. Well, it wasn't stupid. It was like, hey, the Aggies play on Saturday. That's oh, not stupid. that one. Yeah, that's a great one. Don't people can see on Twitch when you make faces? Just so you know. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying is that's a. Uh, we love the, the Aggies. For the Aggies. They're they're back yeah, off. They're of, playing great ball. They're off. Of, well, they didn't play last week. They're on a bye. They yeah. come off coming off. Oh, a they're bye. playing great right now. Uh, they're competitive in games. Are they? Jimbo even said, why do we suck offensively? This whole Bobby Petrino thing really isn't working out, is it? Well, it's Of gonna... course, they lost their quarterback. You guys wanted Bobby Petrino so bad, now you got him. It's How do you great. like him? This is great. How do you like him, Mags? This is what you wanted. All of a sudden, now, Bobby Petrino, is he the greatest thing since sliced bread? I don't think so. This is great for Jimbo. They're struggling <laughs> that on offense. Pretty, that's a pretty good Jimbo. They're struggling for, on offense, and they took away his play calling duties. You go, look. Are we any better when I'm not calling plays? It's no. great for him. Did you see, um, there was a story in the, in the Chronicle today, Sark went up to Dana after the game at the handshake and, at, at uh, midfield, and he goes, 3-3-5, three, three, huh? Where'd you come up with that? That's what the Cougs oh. went to, a 3-3-5 three, three, defense. What's what Dana West said if we'd have gone with the four-man front, we'd have lost 82 to nothing. Well, West Virginia used to run 3-3-5 three, three, That's five right, 3-3-5. Three, three, That's yeah. where he brought it in, Belkey and Belk. Uh, and and they that's what they did last week, and it surprised uh, uh, Texas. I don't, I, I, I'm not crazy about this spot right now. I'm hoping that U of H can continue to play. Maybe give them a lot of confidence the way that they played against Texas. Kansas State looks good right now. Kansas State destroyed TCU. Yeah, we forget because they lost. They were the champs. They were the Big 12 champs. I know TC went on to make the the title game, but Kansas State, the defending champs. This is probably, after you play that well, you get a lot of, you know, you feel great about it, the home field and all good, everything's great. Now, this is is why it's so much different than the AAC. Yeah. Is because now you've got Kansas State. Kansas State's like the Utah, the Big 12. Yeah. They're always Always. underestimated. They're they're physical and they're going to beat you up and – Utah's been consistently better with uh, other Kyle Whittingham, but Kansas State has good teams, and it ain't a great. Pl- you don't want to go to Manhattan, Kansas. Not at not an eleven a.m. kickoff. No. So this is this is where Dana's got to earn his money again this week. Is banned. This is a tough spot. This is a tough spot. So we got that. I'm getting so. I don't know if I can do radio anymore. What's his, <laughs> what's his deal? What's his problem? What is your problem? 
Get off Twitter. Get off Twitter. This is Twitter. What are you now? reading? It's Twitch now. Losing by 30 as a three-and-a-half-point underdog should be bothersome, Lance. They were literally down one in the third. They, it's the first game of the year for a team who's completely revamped, by the way. And, well, and they've never, like literally, Amen Thompson has never played a pro basketball well, game. I'm not bothered by a single game. What are we doing here? Right. Let a team, let these guys play together. Right. Who, who, okay, if I'm a Laker fan, are you more worried about Anthony Davis not scoring a point in the second half? I'm worried about Anthony Davis, period. He gets paid a bazillion dollars, is injured all the time, and has not made any difference for the Lakers. No. They can't make the playoffs with this guy, really. Title with him, but yeah. Well, okay. Um, They won a bubble title if you count that. Well, yeah, I don't count. count public I don't either. That's the only way. LA yeah, can win RJ's the not here anymore. You can, you can, hey, you can actually uh, count my, it if you my want. My team made the finals that year, so I'm going to say it counts too. Uh, West, they made the West Coast Finals last year too. They got swept, but they made it. Oh, that's right, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. I was, I was in now was uh, a, Amsterdam, but yeah, they made it. It was an oldish, washed, beat up Warriors team, and then who else did they beat? They beat somebody. That's right, because they had the then, magical run last year. And then year. they beat Memphis, who was a but mess. But then Anthony Davis got embarrassed by Jokic. Well, everyone does. Oh, it, yeah, that's, that happens. Well, but and not it happened if you're, again. But you don't want to be the David. So he's the David Robinsons to Jokic's dream? At this point, yes. Until proven otherwise. Yeah, yes. I don't he, look. Jokic I don't care about Anthony world. Davis. I don't care about anything that happens in a single game in basketball or baseball. It's it's eighty two and it's one sixty two. That's not going to hurt my feelings. What I care about is when you see something consistently that has become a problem, you, or I care when a guy is beginning to decline. That's did, what I care about. Did you see a lot of two for ten for Jalen Green last year? Because that enough happened. Of, I saw enough of it because that happened on yesterday. Yeah, that frankly, yeah. that's a low number of shots listen, for him to get off. Listen. Jalen Green has got to play better this year. Jalen Green is uh, Jalen Green. I heard is got to play better this year, and that was a bad start. He was bad. <laughs> Amen threw one off the back off the side of the backboard. Uh, well, he was in the wing and he hit one. It didn't even touch. It barely touched rim. And immediately got pulled. Out the, game of the game was the game was big for him on. Um, this is Thompson. the gang, and, and some games are going to be really frustrating because this this is a, there's going to be a lot of bad shots. Would you ask for them to shoot a bunch of threes? The one thing I'll say about this offense is it's not the one four stuff. You see a lot of high screens. I, I think that when you have a team that doesn't shoot great but they're explosive, you got guys who can get to the hole and make some things happen, like Ahmed Thompson, like Cam Whitmore, who. You know, it's going to have to earn his playing time ahead of Jay Sean Tate. We learned that yesterday. Um, Udoka is going to go with veterans. Udoka is a pop disciple. We're going to see uh, more you're Jeff, going to see Amen, Jeff Green. Oh, you'll see him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think they're going to work him in. I'm talking about Cam Whitmore more. Yeah. I think Cam Whitmore is going to take a little more time to. Well, he, he, he threw up his 0 for 4. Too. And have you noticed that there were always two to three veterans, whether it's Jeff Green, Fred, Fred Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks? Uh, you, you had. Uh, Reggie Bullock, you had a higher percentage of veterans. Like, you never had four youngs together on the court at one time. It was pretty much always at least two vets at all times. But this is this is going to be a work in progress to get these guys to figure out their the the how things stack up. Like, who is how is the offense going to run? They tried a few more post-ups than we saw last year. They struggled with with having the confidence to make the entry passes at times down to on the repost by Shingun. Um it's, it's, it's going to take a little bit. and But you know what else is going to have to happen? Udoka is going to have to decide, okay, 
these guys are not great shooters. With certain lineups, we're going to have to change how we attack offensively because we cannot settle. I mean, we can't settle for 20-foot jumpers for two and, and, you know, and three-point shots. We're going to have to get to the basket and make things happen. But how about not turning a ball over? Amen Thompson just needs to get him and Jalen Green and Shingun. They just have to relax and, and, and let things come to you. Fred Van Vliet, is he going to feel the pressure of being 40 million Fred? Oh, is that his name now? Yeah. 40 million Fred. 40 million Fred mind. is the name. That's not a great name. No, there's a stretch late. I don't that, like the feeling of great. watching that guy. And I'd like to be Jagillion Johnny, but I'm not. But, okay. <laughs> well, if you win, win the lottery, we know you're going to quit. I'm quitting. There's a, there's a stretch at the end of the third quarter where I didn't even know Jonathan Isaac still played basketball, where he had a, where he scored like five points in, in a span of like 20 seconds, and then he, then he stuffed Jalen Green at the rim. He yep. taunted Jalen Green, taunts the Rockets bench. I was like, I was like, time to pack it up. Well, What's Jonathan, he famous for? Um, does not playing? Did he like? Was he? Is he like a minister on the side or something? I forgot. What I he think is. he was well famous. I remember people made a big fuss because he was against kneeling for the yeah, national okay, anthem. Okay, that's what he. And then he, he like, stood up a, for the national anthem and said that's not how he was raised. And or then he wrote he a book or something. Major or, he. Yeah, he's a very religious guy. Yeah. Um, so when he is having his way with you, I say, okay. Let's 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 pack this up. We don't have to play the fourth quarter. I think they ended the third down by eighteen because of Jonathan Isaac enough. dominating the last forty <laughs> seconds of the game of that quarter. The guy doesn't even play basketball anymore. And he's having his way. That, All right, that was enough. Did Shingun even play in the fourth quarter? How many minutes did he get? I kept looking. At- no, he was still in in the fourth quarter. I don't know how many minutes he ended up with, but I kind of started to check out. And the, once it hit, uh, it hit seventeen. I checked out and I said, I'm gonna start watching Dogs of Berlin. What? It's a Netflix show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was it? Well, the very first scene, there's a dead guy. It turns out the dead guy, this, this, well, the first scene is, <laughs> first scene is this guy is doing things. Doing stuff? With his lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the first thing you see. Doing stuff? And then they stop because the kid walks in the room. And kid walks in. Why well, stop? And and they stopped. You told a story. Do- you remember when you told your story on the air about JT? Okay. And then the kid walks in the room. I've seen if you still remember because I ran into it oh, yeah. while I was going through 25th anniversary stuff. And this kid walks in the room and they stop. And, and then all of a sudden these police lights come on and he, he walks down. He, for, for whatever reason, takes his baby, walks down there. And it turns out he's a cop and he wants to see what's going on. And it's a dead soccer player, like a really, really, he recognizes this guy's a really good soccer player. And this guy's acting really weird. He doesn't want, don't tell anybody about this. And you're thinking, okay, this cop, like, is really on to something. Then it turns out he's actually just $17,000 in debt. And he's actually going to get as much money together as he possibly can and go bet on Turkey over, because this is a Turkish player who moved to Germany. And play for Germany's national team. He wants team. to keep the death a secret so he can so he can hurry money? up and go to an all night gambling thing and go bet on Turkey. So right That's away, my I was kind of cop. right away. I was in on this show. I'm like, okay. Oh my god, I'm gonna gotta, watch this. I gotta show. see that. I'm see. on episode two. That's of my kind of cop, right there. I love that. Guy. They have a lot of gratuitous. There's Nazis involved. There's soccer involved. There's a ton of. Gratuitous stuff. There's a ton of this stuff going oh, on. Yeah. Oh, a lot. Like you can't get hired for this movie unless you have to at some point, you know, change mm-hmm. or just come to a window with no clothes on. Like, get out of here. <laughs> that sounds like my kind of show. And you could actually listen to it in English because usually I just, you know, I just read subtitles. Oh, but I was, 
I was walking. It's German. It's German, but the English subtitle, the English audio. If you click it to English, they actually the actors do a pretty good job of actually having German accents. Like it's German, but uh, and usually the audio is terrible. The audio acting is terrible if you try to listen mm-hmm, to it in English. Mm-hmm. This one's actually not bad. Yeah. All right, let's break it here. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to get in here on, uh, with us on ESPN, I've got more 90, things so I would have said. If it wasn't what, eight eleven, or what show you want to you want to tell us about. You're more than welcome to do that. Right now, though, a little insurance is what we need. TGS insurance is what you need to get. And look, we need. So uh, there are some of you out there who need to find money. Like you need to. Hopefully, you don't get down to a loan shark and you're just trying to make big soccer bets. I, mean, I don't want you to do that. But if you need money um instead of finding another job or trying to do something desperate how about doing a very sensible thing and and going and finding the best rates possible for your homeowner's insurance uh the homeowner's insurance rates typically are going to go up year after year after year and for some of them and and over the last couple of years we've seen really big spikes but tgs insurance is here for you because they shop a multitude of a-rated insurance companies and get you a competitive rate if you don't if you don't have competitive shopping if you don't have a competitive rate what are we doing? I mean, why are you out there paying retail instead of paying wholesale for the same coverage? And that's what TGS Insurance can help you do, get to the wholesale rate as opposed to paying ridiculously overpriced homeowners insurance rates when the coverage is going to be the same. It's TGS Insurance. Make sure that you text the word money to 232323 and within 15 minutes you are going to have or 15 seconds I should say, you are going to have a firm quote on homeowners insurance for you for the for the year. It's text the word money to 232323. That's tgsinsurance.com. ESPN975.com. If you want in, you have to audition. Hi, I'm Carrie Dubeck and I'm reading for the role of man at party who smells fart. In. I yeah. mean, I don't get it. Everybody's like, ah, you can't do anything. To-. They were a, a, an unbelievable play by Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey away from moving on. I mean, that was one of the greatest playoff games in history. Not last year. No, that was two years ago. It was two years ago. Yeah. But but it's not like last year uh, when they went last year was games? last year was a huge problem with him turning the ball over. In the but red zone. they won thirteen games. But you're not you're not throwing everything when you have Derrick Henry banging on the door. Well, the, like to me, you need a, a run game that can a eat up clock, but also you know what, take some pressure off. I think if you ask a little less of Josh having to carry the whole offense, including his running, and you and you balance the offense a little more, I think it would benefit him. The question is, how is Buffalo going to run their offense because they're not an under center team. And what's the point of having Derrick Henry? Are you running out of shotgun? Yeah, that's a really good. You have to run out of. Well, no, yeah. you have to run out of out of pistol. If you're going to do it, you have to run out of pistol so he can be a single setback or and get, get downhill. You're right. He is not an offset back no. because he can't get the legs going. That's actually a really. For once, you make a really good point. <laughs> for once, on something that's a little disrespectful. Uh, that is something really. that no, yeah, you, but is. you're right. Like, so they're going to have to change. Like, if they're if you're acquiring Derrick Henry, you cannot be the spread shotgun team that you're no. known to be. You have to get under center, and maybe that's what they run. Run Derrick Henry from under center, play action off of that, and maybe that gives... Do they ju- run out of... Do they have a run under center? They, they do, do it sometimes, sometime, but, yeah. but it's not like... It's not what they do. You got to do a lot more of that. Yeah. And maybe you don't have to use Derrick Henry. You know, you don't want to just take James Cook off the field, but I can tell you, when you want to protect wins and you want to play your four-minute offense and you want to... You want to, you know, boat race somebody when you're up 13 points. Derrick Henry's that guy. He's still got that. For the Texans, the two most interesting names, 
Montez Sweat, I just know too much about Montez. I don't know that I would take a chance with him from a culture standpoint in the room. Chase Young is going to be more expensive than Montez Sweat. And do you want to pay the price of the draft picks and the money you have to pay for a guy who's been injured? What is the, what, what is it? A second? Let's say a, a two and a let's say a two and a three. Maybe that's too much, but let's say it's a two and a three. Let's say it's a two and a four. But here's the deal, though. Yeah, you're not in a position right now to go and give up that for a rental. I don't know that you're going to convince Chase Young to sign and not hit free agency. Chase Young is going to want to hit free agency because he's going to get a, 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 a payday. No, you have to have a deal worked out. You have to have a deal worked out. And I don't think you have the money that's available. Not going to be the case. That's not going to be. The you case. have the money available though, if you want to do that. But man, he's not. I mean, if he were always healthy, I'd say absolutely. Yeah. But when is he like? When is he shown that he can be consistently healthy and productive? That's going to be the question. I think he's got it in him. But man, I don't love. I don't love what we're looking at there. Um, in terms of, I'm trying to see if I can find some of these. Some of these, uh, some of these players who are who are some other players that I'm that I'm missing who are going to be, um, Montez Sweat because I saw the odds for him. It's Montez Sweat. It is Jerry Judy. I don't really have an interest in Jerry Judy. Seems like a loser to me. Mm, wow. You mm-hmm. and Steve Smith feel the same. What are you paying a? Pa- I roll with Steve Smith. I, yeah, do not. I'll put that on everything. What are you paying a pass rusher whose best year? Pass rusher who's never healthy. Who, who's Top sack total of seven and a half sacks. What are you paying him? Is that Chase? Yes, because yeah. you know he's not going to ask for a number that's commiserate with what he's produced. He's going to ask for much more. Well, well, the and, guy you the guy you focus on is Brian Burns. Then, yep. If 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 the if they want to get rid of Brian Burns, then I'm on I'm on Brian Burns because he fits this. Now the problem is he's more of a rusher than than run stopper, but. I'll take my chances. You got to get quarterback. Yeah, and I will give Chase Young credit. He does have five sacks so far this year, but it is a contract year, so yeah, that shouldn't right. surprise you either. That's, that is jamming. So here's, Cha- if you here's the, know the favorites. Truth. Chase Young is the Houston Texans are not even listed in in this list, but this is just you know whoever making the odds on this. Who is this? This is a bet online, so they're not your guys, my bookie. So Chase, it's Bears two to one, Lions three to one. 49ers four to one, Eagles five to one, Ravens eight to one. I think the Ravens are a team you might want to keep an eye on. There, Devonte Adams next team. I would love to be involved. And Devonte Adams already has a contract, so the Raiders have to take a cap hit on Devonte Adams. So Devonte Adams, would you be into Devonte Adams? Oh, are you kidding me? I love Devonte Adams. Texans not even mentioned with him. It's Buffalo Bills. Followed by How Lions. About Texans surprise some people. Followed by Titans. Followed by Browns. Followed by Giants. Why are all these bad teams? Why would the Giants be six to one? I guess they're looking at the long haul. Followed by 49ers, seven to one. Packers seven to one. Packers could really use Devontae Adams. Then Cowboys nine to one. Then Bengals eleven to one. But that's an interesting one because with the Bengals you could end up trading T Higgins. You could go T Higgins for Devontae Adams because T is going to get a new contract. Um, I don't think the I don't think the Bengals would do that. Boy, That's how too about much that? money at wide receiver. Those two? That'd be crazy. With Joe? Would you take DeAndre Hopkins? I might consider it. But not for, for I what? might give up a I would give up like a well, he'd come from the Titans, so I doubt they'd trade him to you. Why? They don't care anymore. They're starting Will Levis Steelers this week. Steelers five to one. They're on starting Titans. Will Levis this week. They've given up. Cleveland Browns, Seahawks. Derrick Henry's next team are Bills, then Ravens, 
then Chiefs. I was thinking of Chiefs. I can't believe they're three to one on this. Then. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, 831 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Josh Pate joining us here to talk some college football as he does every week at Late Kick Josh. And the Late Kick with Josh Pate is uh, his podcast. Oh, now, I'm trying to remember last week where Josh was headed. I'm thinking Penn State, Ohio yeah, State. Yeah. Uh, Josh, I didn't get great when playing for championship vibes from either McCord or Aller. I thought Aller looked like a, a freshman who was not ready in the biggest moments. McCord didn't exactly give, I mean, was it more the quarterbacks or the defense is really just that good? Well, I mean, it's high level defense by today's standards being played. I think you're right about Aller. I also think some of that, at least, has to do with who he does or doesn't have around him. I remember being up there last or this spring, and uh, they let us watch the entirety of practice. And, I mean, that was the focal point. That's what the staff was talking about. At that point, it was spring, so they were still going to try and see what was in the portal. They got the Cephas kid from Kent State. But, I mean, by and large, they're, they're below average by major college football standards on the perimeter. Uh, their running game, as a result, hasn't been all they hoped it would be this year. With McCord and Ohio State, the way I look at them is, I mean, the way you phrased it is accurate. The way I look at it, though, is it's, uh, it's at the worst really comforting as an Ohio State fan if I look at that and I say, wow, hey, good news is at least we found a way to lean on defense if we need to. At least we got the right defensive coordinator in here. And in the best case, it's, our defense has given our offense runway and given it some time and maybe we'll become a little bit better version of whatever we are right now down the stretch. Because unlike Penn State, they do have some of the horses out wide and they haven't been fully healthy. So they get Travion Henderson back and Buka back. Who knows what they can be? I still got a lot of confidence that Ohio State can even find a different gear than they have been playing with. But the important thing is they've had two really big games now, Notre Dame, Penn State, where they didn't even need to score above 20 to win. And that's not something we say about them normally. Josh Pate with us here this morning on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Where are you going this week? That's not, not a great week. Where are you, going, where are you headed? No, it's, uh, it was tricky. So we're going to go down to Jacksonville for Georgia, Florida. And look, that thing could be 42 to 14. I would grant you that. But no Brock Bowers for Georgia. Florida got over a massive mental hurdle of not being able to win on the road right before their bye week. And there's just there's a little confidence permeating from down there in Gainesville. And I want to see if it's real or if it's fake. Um, last time I saw Georgia outside of Athens, they were in a four-quarter dogfight against Auburn. So I'm just curious how that one goes. I could be wrong on this one. We, we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, 14-and-a-half point line. Um, which is a little crazy in a in a rivalry game, and well, you got still it's still Graham Mertz. Um, no matter how you know well he plays, some days you got you got a stinker in him every once in a while too. 
Yeah, I had a guy school me on him yesterday. I mean, he was just going off about him and how I'm stupid to believe. School him and me. And that. <laughs> yeah, and the guy, the guy was calling him Graham Merch the entire time. He didn't really know his name, but yet he was schooling me on him, and it was a great time. Did you happen to catch the what Emmanuel Acho said? I don't know how much I can take. I think Emmanuel Acho really does. I think some of it's not great that he says. I think a lot of it is he's figured out that the more polarizing you are, the more money you make in media, sports media. I really honestly believe that. Um, he made the comment that, well, now that, you know, now that uh, Caleb Williams is out of the Heisman race, which is an individual award, now that they're not going to play for a national championship, you know, he probably needs to consider sitting out the rest of the year. I mean, do you think we ever get to that? I was really worried. I will say, I have been pleasantly surprised that I was wrong because we saw this happen during COVID where teams just players were quitting on their teams in midseason and getting ready for the draft. I thought that would become a big problem across college football. NIL may be helping in that regard. I don't know. Do you think it's ever going to be the case where we start seeing high-level players quit during a season and not just in bowl games? The Acho stuff was some of the dumbest stuff I've ever heard. I hated it. And it bothers me even more that it's not Caleb Williams saying it. Like, if the player came out and said, I'm thinking about it, even if I don't like it, it's none of my business. That's his personal decision, whether I enjoy it or not. But that wasn't what it was. In fact, Williams came out last night, courtesy of the L.A. Times, and said, uh, no, I'm going to keep fighting. That's what you do. You keep fighting. We're going to keep going to battle. So that's what the player himself said. Then you juxtapose that to a dude who literally gets paid to cover this thing, who's encouraging a guy not to cover the or not to play the game he gets paid to cover, which is just mind-boggling to me. Um, I thought everything about that was pathetic. I think you're also right. There's a lot of showmanship involved. The fact is, not everyone who covers sports loves sports. They love themselves, and they love making the story about them. They don't love the sport itself. And other times, you got guys who may be covering sports, but they view it as a rung on a ladder. They view it as a springboard to other places. Now, a lot of folks in the sports media world eventually want to get into politics. I think that's pretty obvious in the way they cover stories. But in some other cases, they want to get on a nationally broadcast morning show, a variety show, and that's, that's all well and good. I just can't stand what happens in the meantime where our sport is sort of used as a vehicle to further and advance that um, that motivation. But I, I don't know, to answer your question, if that's where we'll ever get. I'll tell you what greatly contributes to it is the national discourse. Mm-hmm. I remember when the playoff expanded, and everyone was excited. We're going to have a college football playoff. And then all of a sudden, people started talking about games differently. They started talking about the end of the season and bowl games differently. And you heard phrases like meaningless bowl games for the first time. No one had said that before. And so we had a couple of cycles of that. And then, lo and behold, we got guys like Leonard Fournette who announced, "Uh, I may not play an LSU's bowl game. And you're wondering, where did that come from? Well, I'll tell you where it came from. It came from those guys listening to the adults in the room start calling games meaningless. And they said, well, if they're meaningless games and I've got pro potential, why would I risk my health in what they're calling a meaningless game? And so that's why it really bothers me when some of the adults in the room paid, in some cases, to cover the sport, 
are suggesting that the games aren't really worth playing. You know, you need to you need to save yourself for Sunday. There's nothing more to play for. Well, by that logic, what was there ever to play for? A Heisman Trophy is not worth $200 million. That's what Caleb Williams will make one day. A national championship's not worth that. So by that logic, why did he even play to begin with? Like, where do you, where do you find your logical conclusion to that argument? The answer is there isn't one. Josh Pay with us here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So you're telling me you have thought about this thing. I have okay. thought about it a time <laughs> or two, yes. Uh, Gene, do you know who Gene Semko is? Uh, maybe, maybe he, not. Refresh my memory. He is the, he was the replay official in the University of Houston, University of Texas game. He's all, he was the guy that made the decision that they should not review the, or they did look at the spot and it was, it was a good spot. He's also a guy who graduated from the University of Texas law school. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Are are you are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting? Well, it, even if it even if he has integrity, apparently he's been a lawyer in El Paso for 43 years. He, the look of impropriety of a UT grad being the replay official, especially having to make a decision, a game decision, which it was that spot really was a, a big deal in that football game. The look of impropriety is terrible. Why not just avoid it altogether by just hey, not assigning them to that game? I got one for you. Now, I'm not going to – I can't get specific with this, but a game I've been to this year, all right? So I've been to several of them at this point. Um, I got wind that a major booster of one of the places I've been has, you know, a big country club, which is not uncommon. A lot of them do. And the Thursday – before that big game, uh, I happened to know some folks who had been golfing at the country club, and they had to let someone play through. And the persons that they let play through were the officiating crew that were going to be on that Saturday's game that were welcome free of charge to the country club owned by the mega booster of the home team that Saturday. Now, how great is that? That's awesome. That uh, that's conflict of interest too. You shouldn't be taking gifts from the booster of. I would. The first thing that came to my mind is who the hell knows what officials look like. How would you know they were a group of officials? That's the first thing that comes to my well, mind. If they How played the through. Hey, we're the. We're, now, they might SC, have said, hey, you must we're be the talking about an game. SEC team because that feels like something SEC fans would know. Hey, that is a harsh accusation, and we take it personally down here. And you know what? I can confirm it wasn't an SEC school. So now what? Now what, Lance? How do you feel about that? I, that is a conflict. No, that's one of those conflict of interest, too. To the point that, you know, I'm not allowed to. I, I We can't, thankfully, we can't do mock drafts until the last day of this kind of goes back a little bit to Caleb Williams. We can't do a mock draft at NFL.com until the deadline for players to announce they're coming out is passed. I can't talk about what rounds I think players will be talked about or will go for underclassmen, or they're pretty picky about that because we're not supposed to influence what will happen with the player, like an, a player's decision. So back to your point about, you know, the, you can't have undue influence, which is a big concern for some of these players. But I think that when you look at conflict of interest, you need to look at everything. Did, did, a, did a guy go to a school? You don't want it to look bad. Officials should not be golfing. Now, I don't know. How do you handle that? I mean, if it was a smaller place, they want to go golf and they go golf, maybe that's 
I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you handle it because it's not great. Don't. You know, it's not great for one guy could feel like he, eh, you know what, I'm going to let him have this one. We got on the golf course. Even if it's subconscious, you don't want that. No, you can't, have, you can't have that. Yeah, well, there's, there's an answer to this. It's going to make your younger audience laugh and probably most of your audience laugh. What's supposed to happen is there's this internal mechanism humans are supposed to have called integrity, <laughs> and that's supposed to flip on, and you're supposed to voluntarily decline it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, I know. I'll be back at 11 tonight for my second set. But that is what's supposed to happen. And I want to italicize, bold-faced, all-caps, underline the word supposed to. Let me ask you this. What happens with Jim Harbaugh? How does this thing end? All right. So I've been doing a little thinking on that again this morning because we're going to talk about it on tonight's show. So the first thing is I'm tired of hearing the argument everyone does this because broad strokes purposes, that's true. It is complete BS that every major university does the exact thing Michigan's done. That's crazy. No, they don't. Secondly, it doesn't matter if Michigan fans are right when they say a bunch of folks have access to grind against us because they do. That's true. But if what they found is legitimate, it really doesn't matter. The federal government turns horrible people, states' evidence, all the time in exchange for immunity, plea deals, etc. So if it's real, it's real and it's going to stick. But here's the third thing. I actually think with how wishy-washy and inconsistent the NCAA is on this stuff, sometimes I think the bigger the story this is made to be, the more likely the sanctions are severe. I think if they had, if they were privy to this right now, but it hadn't leaked out and this investigation was going on behind closed doors, Michigan would be less likely to get hammered however hard you can get hammered for this. So, but that's in 2024. What I'm focused on right now is, does the college football playoff committee take it upon themselves to, to enforce any kind of sanctions here in the form of dropping their ranking? which would be very extreme and unprecedented, but who knows what's possible. And the other thing is the Big Ten as a conference has mechanisms in their own bylaws where they can act. If they look around and say the NCAA is not going to get to this quick enough, they deserve to be punished in this year, that's what I'm more focused on. NCAA is 2024 at the earliest. That would not impact this college football playoff Big Ten championship run there. Should they on. be punished this year? If if what has been reported is true, I'd support that. I wouldn't yeah. have a problem with that. They're, they've done it in years past. It's a 500, did you see the newest? It's a 500-page yeah. Google, Google Drive document. They've got 500 pages on there of, that's like 500 scouting reports I do, but even more. <laughs> it's 500 pages, the full page of Google of Google Drive documents uh, for all these different teams, play calls. It's like supposedly, and there's no way that this guy has done it by himself and it didn't get to the team. He was standing next to the defensive coordinator. Like, this is pretty bad. This is really, really bad. Josh, do you, do you follow SEC Shorts on Twitter? I watched it last night. I think that's some of the best work they've ever done. <laughs> it's so funny. I think I've seen that one. I showed it to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the Ohio State. Yeah, the Ohio State. State. Yeah, with the, with the yeah, they came in. How are we going to do this? Oh, it's so funny. If you're not following SEC shorts, uh, it is fun. They do funny stuff every week, but I, I agree with you. I think that was some of the best stuff uh, that they've done. Josh Pate at Late Kick Josh. It's uh, the Late Kick with Josh Pate. Uh his podcast as well. Great stuff as always, Josh. We really appreciate it. Uh, Have fun 
at, at in Jackson. There's nothing in Jackson. Why would you go, anybody go to Jacksonville ever? It's an awful place. But okay, I get it. Uh, have fun there, and I hope it's we got a good game for you. That'll be fun. I'm working on getting a copy of the Michigan Manifesto for both of you for Christmas. So keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, that's Thank what you. it's called, the Michigan Manifesto. Manifesto that's that, it is. Yeah. 500 pages. Yeah, yeah, that's good reading. That's fun. Uh, Josh, we appreciate it as always. There's Josh Pate with us here every week on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Right now it's HRP. HRP is, listen, they can't put up with the stuff that Michigan is doing. Do you think HR might come in and say something about the way Jim Harbaugh goes about it? Yes. If they were running... The University of Michigan, if they were doing their payroll, if they were doing their HR, they would have a word with Jim Harbaugh, okay? Let them take care of it. Let them sanction. Let them decide how this has got to go because that's what they do. We've had HR issues here before, and HRMP was able to step in and said, this is how you got to handle this, guys. This is, it's, 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 this, if you don't do it this way, you're going to have problems. This is the way we could do it. And, and you got to take, this is how we got to take care of it. And this is what we did because you listen to them because they're HR experts, they're payroll experts. You're not. You're doing, you're selling your widgets. Sell your widgets and let HRMP do the payroll and the HR because that's what they do every time. And they're experts in the Affordable Care Act, which you're not either. So why are you putting this on your plate? Why are you doing so, so well at selling whatever it is you're selling and so poorly at, at payroll? Because you can't do it. You're not good at it. You're not experts. They are. So let them come and let them evaluate your business and give you the perfect plan for you. It's not cookie cutter. Everybody's different. So if you've got a business of about 15, 20, 30, or more employees, hrp.net, 281-880-6525 or hrp.net. ESPN 97.5.com. Iacane powder. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance and the same five guys who always call. Oh, yay. watching a guy in a car who eats a popsicle in one bite david sent this he eats the whole popsicle in one bite brain freeze and the brain the i mean you've had a brain freeze before well, a popsicle in one bite has got to be one of the oh that's a huge that's a, popsicle. Yeah, that's a like a, a creamsicle only ice how did he get that down so fast uh, but look at it <laughs> he just is that is the war you're so that's dumb okay you can't even eat a bite of ice cream fast. One bite, let alone a whole popsicle. It's been a while since I've had a brain freeze. Yeah, I, I had one. They're not. They're the worst. I mean, you are incapacitated. Incapacitated. Um, seven three. We haven't not. We have not talked about Dusty in a while. Dusty leaving, and the whole story is about how they're going to look for a new manager. There are some names out. Mark DeRosa's name is out there. Mm-hmm. He was the World Baseball Classic manager. Um, you know, he's an announcer. Okay, whatever. How do you think, by the way, before we get into that, how do you think Dusty's press conference is going to go? Do you think there will be any, I'm not going to say salty, but do you think Dusty will make any kind of references to how he believes he was unfairly criticized? I think he... I don't think he will. I think he's already had his say. I think this will all be positive. I think for the most part it will, but I'm sure he'll be... Asked him, and you know what? If I, if I was there, I'd say, "Hey, Dusty, you made some comments about how you thought you were unfairly criticized. How, what? I mean, what what brought that on, or or what? Where did where did that come from?" So you would start stuff. I would start. 
it, Chandler Rome is probably going to start stuff. I mean, because that's if I'm Dusty, I'm just saying I ain't answer. Just so y'all know, I don't have to answer Chandler Rome anymore. <laughs> this is so I'm not going to Chandler Rome. Don't even give him the microphone because Dusty clearly doesn't uh-huh. like him. Chandler has, and I don't know that but Chandler's necessarily he been was reading Chandler. He saw stuff, or at least he was informed of what Chandler was writing. Speaking of that, Jay Barm brought up food yesterday for the I afternoon don't hear show that again. Yeah, they brought well. And guess when what? Paul they, Miller came by and didn't even bring us I know. anything. J Bar M had food. I went out there, they said, but I'd already eaten my lunch. And so they said, Oh, you want there's still a box here of food, Lance. And I said, No, that's okay. But then there was some banana pudding. So I picked up a banana pudding and then all everyone started going Chomp, 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 chomp. All the guys started doing the chas chomp on me. Uh, good. Just because I had a banana pudding. pudding. Did they call you pudding? Probably as soon as I left the room, yeah. the chash, I knew what you were doing. You were chash chomping me because of banana pudding. Right. I saw what you were doing. That's pretty rude. I'm going to call Chris Fisher in HR. Did you say that there could be a banana, like a huge banana shortage because of some infestation? I mean, it, it could be devastating to the banana world. There's always devastating stuff, and then the people get to raise rates real high on us. Yeah, right. That's what they do. They $1.95 burn, They burn all now. the bananas and go, oh, look how much they're going to yeah. cost now. Okay, now that now that we're did, two years down the road, can we get the prices to go back down? Well, you're did, used to paying did them, you, right? Scott, what's his name from H E B? Scott uh McClellan? Yeah. Scott McClellan from H E B was asked He's he not there anymore, right? Uh no. He w- went to a, a town or he met everybody over channel thirteen and they asked, What's the best moneymaker in a grocery store? Bananas. The really? biggest money maker in the in the, it's in the like grocery store. Sixty nine eighty nine cents a pound, maybe yeah, right now. I'm trying to remember what it is. Whatever, whatever reason. But yeah. you notice how there are thousands of bananas in every grocery store? I don't know. It, uh, bananas are huge for some for whatever reason. Really? He told them bananas were the money maker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bananas are the money maker for uh hmm. so so and not well, not if they're all disease ridden. So just keep that in mind when the next banana you're gonna go buy. Um so, <laughs> Lance is already. Do you have that captured? If Brad Osmus is the manager, he's going to quit radio. He's going to only do football. Do you have that? I captured? mean, I have. I, I didn't save it. I can. Go I don't grab really. It. I really can't afford to. Like he's not going to be the manager, right? Well, oh, man of my you, word. Are, you um, you like Mad Dog, who who said he was going to quit if the if the Phillies didn't win? Or are you going to back out like he did? No, I won't back out like. Okay, Mad Dog. speaking of the Phillies not winning, can we play this? There's Let a guy in a Phillies jersey. Look, Astros fans, we get into the Astros and all yeah. that. We like to do tipping on fofos, and we throw up H's, and we bury people in H's, and we do. Philadelphia fans are legitimately maniacs. And this is, I know that's, you think that that's just a, I know you may think that that's kind of just, they're, they they lean into the stereotype no, and all that. They're real. They get, they're the ones that call, who was it that called who was it? What was it that invented crumb bum? It was mm-hmm. Philadelphia it was fans about ben Simmons, calling yeah. Ben Simmons Simmons a crumb bum. You crumb that was bum. it right there. Yep. Crumb bum. So there's a guy standing outside with a microphone. He's not a media guy. He's yeah, got he a is. Phillies jersey it's, on. It's iHeart. Oh, it was. Yeah, it's iHeart flag. So he's doing that. He stands. He's one of their man on the streets guys. Yeah. And as soon as people come by, he just faces the camera and puts a mic My, out. Puts a mic. So out. that he's pretty funny. He, yeah. he's looking like a pretty funny guy. He's he's a little heavy set, and he's a he's a fan. So people stop he and likes they talk. Pudding. To him. Why are you on pudding people? 
Well, he's a pudding. Hey, I like yeah, to call he him pudding. likes banana pudding. I call him pudding. It's delicious. Okay, so so here now it, it's beeped out. Not really. It's not beeped out. It's but you can tell. Yeah, the words. They do enough to let you know what they're saying. Yeah, what's being said. it's a little little bit. I thought uh, I thought maybe it should have been there's edited a, lot, a little bit better. There's a lot of ins involved. Yeah, there, there ins. there's a lot of f's involved. Yeah, but the f's. Gone. Just about every every one has an f in it. But you can tell what they're saying. Wait a minute. Dusty and Chandler Rome are actually tight. They would go out drinking on the road. Oh, really? That's a weird friendship. I never thought that. Ma- well, ah, he, I wouldn't have known that he either. Has publicly, he has publicly where that berated came from. Chandler. Well, I give Chandler Rome credit for. Yeah. Let me tell you, I give Chandler Rome a lot of credit for being able to bring up tough topics in if Dusty's one of his guys. Yeah. Uh, here, here are the Philly fans exiting game seven. After they just lost to the Diamondbacks. Let's see what people got to say. We had home field for two games. Two games. And you let them come here and beat us. Phillies need to sell Trey Turner. That guy's a fucking idiot. We went farther without that guy. Fuck the Phillies, honestly. Trey that kid's like team, this team. 11 or 12. That kid was... I want to say that I'm fucking depressed. I had to ask nine people for this fucking cigarette. Philly fans, we always stink. Disappointment. Yeah. Oh, man, that was just straight garbage. This sucks. I hope they never fucking play a baseball game again. Fire Topper. Topper! That's been said in this building before. Feeling like I want to go lay in traffic. Fuck all them bitch-ass motherfuckers I couldn't get a hit when we motherfucking needed Um, I love how we spent 700 mil for guys that go 0 for 12 combined. Let's go Jets. Fuck! It's a good point. I'm feeling good because, you know, we still got the birds. Go birds! Go birds! Hit the fucking ball, man. Come on, really? Yeah, Hit the fucking ball. Overpaid animals. Fuck that. Hey, wait, where'd you get this banana? From a homeless guy. Hey, how do we feel about dancing on my own as a song moving forward? You gotta cut it. Time to retire. Find something new. Still fires up the crowd. Well, I'm pretty sure it didn't work this year, so it's gotta go. Who fucking on? I'm crying instead of dancing! I get shitty ass song. They need to ditch that shit. I don't want to hear that song ever again. How about you sure, shut up? <laughs> that is Philly fan. Dude, that, that was all real. And like, kid, only a few the people. One, that kid? He meant every word he said. He was like 10, 11 years old. He meant every word he yes. said. He dropped three F-bombs on him. A couple anyway. That was funny. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That is so funny. Think of that team. They thought we got game five. We're, we're winning six. And then, okay, we didn't get six. We're getting seven. And uh, an anonymous baseball team came in there and oh. ruined you. So before the season started, I saw a guy that put uh, – yesterday I was talking to a guy, Rob, over at Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a buddy that has 1,000 on the Diamondbacks before the season started. How's that possible? He put a thousand on because the Diamondbacks Strom, winning the World Series because of Strom. You can't get a big enough bet to cover to to hedge that. Yeah, no, you're, he's going to have a hard time hedging it. Well, he's going to hedge some, but he's going to keep it. He's going to stay with it. Why not? They beat the Phillies and the Dodgers and the Brewers. I mean, goodness gracious, mm-hmm. they're pretty good, and that's the team that couldn't score a run against us in the last weekend of the season. How in the hell did they turn this around that fast? The Rangers, too. I mean, they they were in the doldrums, and they came, and they just been kicking everybody's ass. Why um, are you making my day worse? Oh, my gosh. 
You know what's going to make your day better? Drink some tequila. Yeah, Maestro de Bell actually does. I mean, it actually does make your day better. Listen, Maestro de Bell is <clears throat> made in tequila, Mexico. I didn't even know that was a real place, but they do. They make it in tequila, Mexico. And the way that a big part of it is how it's barreled, a big part of it is how it's aged. There's an aging process that takes years and years uh, for certain tequilas. Every one of their tequilas have different processes that get gets the tequila where it needs to go. For example, you know, the Reposado, the Añejo, they're different processes. There's different ingredients that go into it, how it's made. But there's a different taste. There's a different flavor for, you know, it's so delicious. If you love a sipping tequila, you really need to try Maestro de Bell. And if you've only had tequilas with margaritas or maybe another cocktail or in a shot where it burned your chest, then A, you're not having the right tequilas and b you really need to try it as a sipping uh, tequila because once you really get into it and start to taste the different flavors that are available you will recognize just how good my bell is wherever fine liquors are sold you're going to find it but make sure you grab a bottle try it for yourself and put it up on your shelf whatever your liquors are you need to have my bell up there as well wherever fine liquors are sold my bell ESPN 97.5 on YouTube. Dog show. Women bathing their dogs, you know, in uh, cut-off jeans and T-shirts and with the soap. And you know how it gets all wet and then the water...